The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 13th chapter. Jesus said, But in those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or when the cock crows, or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. About this time every year, the lectionary invites us to consider death. Not just our own death, but really the death of everything. At first, this can be frightening for us, especially given the way that Jesus describes the end of things today in Mark chapter 13. It starts local, just as Jesus predicted. And in the year 70 AD, the temple in Jerusalem was in fact defiled and then destroyed by the Romans. Since then, history has been a pretty solid run of false hopes, fake messiahs, wars, famines, earthquakes, betrayals, trials, beatings, and executions, just as Jesus predicted. All that's left now is for the heavens to shake until the sun and the moon and the stars come crashing down on our heads and leave us in darkness. Which, says Jesus, won't really be a problem for us. After all, starting next week, we will begin to sing our remedy all Advent long. Our darkness is never darkness in your sight. The deepest night is clear as the daylight. Darkness is actually so common in the Christian life. The midnight of Christmas, the eclipse of Calvary, the torn flesh of Jesus sealed in darkness for three days behind a rolling stone, 
the dark night of the soul. It is so common that we are not surprised. It is just as Jesus says. Darkness is not a threat to us so long as we do not fall asleep. When we sleep on Jesus, we can easily become like the disciples in Gethsemane, dreaming our own dreams of a world without the need for Christ or his cross, as if we could save ourselves, as if there were a way to the next life without having his bloody atonement touched to us by his forgiving words and sacraments. That dream is a great danger to us, just as our failure to make peace on our own for the last 2,000 years is a great testimony against us. We just are not able to save ourselves. But when we are awake in Jesus, even the darkness becomes our ally. First, in a world gone mad because of our wits and our ways, it becomes clear that our own meager resources have left us on a hopeless 2,000-year trudge of lies and hate and oppression and destruction. But the pain revealed by our dark history does us the favor of unmasking and then smashing our idols. It shows that they and we cannot be trusted. Darkness also sharpens our focus. While darkness closes our eyes, it opens our ears, offering us the chance to listen well. When Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away, he is giving us direction home. So long as Jesus keeps talking and we keep listening, we are never lost or alone or confused about what to do or where to go. When we listen and we walk toward his voice, and more literally, walk in his voice, abiding in his words, Jesus puts us on a path that is totally safe, a path that is a blessing to us and pleasing to our Heavenly Father. Still, the darkness humbles us. Living in darkness leaves us completely dependent on someone else. But that dependence is the basis for the work that Jesus gives us to do in the time we have left to us, before the fig tree leaves. And as we work, the darkness gives us an advantage that is particularly suited to our time. Darkness keeps us from seeing the differences between folk, some folks and others, the sort of differences that St. James warns us about, rich and poor, powerful and weak, important and invisible, and even nationality, skin color, and gender. So the darkness keeps us 
from favoring some folks over others. Instead, when the world is dark, then the whole world is the same. And we enter into every part of it with exactly the same love and exactly the same mercy, exactly the same prayers and exactly the same generosity. Our only goal is the one that Jesus left us in the Great Commission, to wake up everybody everywhere, teaching them to treasure up every gift that Jesus has left behind for all of us. That's the work that we are given to do as we stay awake. That's also the only hope for this world before the last day, and you all are part of it. This is the last Sunday in the church year, and the end of any year can bring a bit of weariness. But if we need some encouragement, we can always watch for a sign. Last time it was a star in the darkness over Jesus' manger. Next time it will be Jesus himself, in power and in glory, descending from the heavens once the sun and the moon and the stars fall from the sky to clear his way. And then the bright glory of Jesus himself will make everything startlingly clear. It will be a terrible sight for his enemies and for the demons. But for us, it will be a sign that salvation is here and our long night is finally over. His angels will sweep us up for the ride of our lives as proof that we are saved not by our good lives, but by our good death in Christ. And then it will all end exactly as the monks say. The Lord will come soon, will not delay. The Lord will make the darkest places bright, now and forever. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.